I am excited about this one. Hey, we're Brittany and Tiffany, and we're here to help you navigate both the wild and wonderful parts of raising your people. Because we're obsessed with how motherhood ties all our families together. I'm a mama to seven and the creator of The Deliberate Day. I'm a mom of five, an ideal and inspiration. We're here to empower, encourage, and entertain you with laughter, stories, and tried and true secrets for an intentional motherhood with more love and less overwhelm. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, get comfortable, and grow with us. We say it all the time, life happens. And I think anyone would agree that there's been a ton of life happening in the past few years. Gosh, between the entire world shutting down for a bit, prices running wild, unexpected layoffs, and just the normal life transitions that we're all expected to navigate, it's been a bit hard, even for seasoned budgeters, to keep everything in the green. So knowing that mucking up your budget is really a part of life, how do you get back on track when you do it? Okay, we're going to give you this list, but this list is not to bring shame, guilt, or anything else to you about falling off the bandwagon. It's really about being real about where you are, deciding to do something different, and moving forward with small, deliberate action. Because mamas, shame and guilt do not deserve a ticket on this train. Amen. Number one, stop spending. And also, when you do this, you want to be careful that you don't create whiplash spending or rebound spending. Because we don't want you to stop spending and then suddenly go out and buy a new couch. Exactly. So that's why we're suggesting to just start with a 24-hour spending freeze and see how that goes. Next, try a three-day spending freeze. Usually all we need to do is stop the cycle and give our real priorities a chance to come back to the forefront. A small break really gives us the chance to just breathe, right? To recognize that we aren't going to fall apart if we don't buy that thing that we think or that we believe will make us happier. And also, it's going to give us a chance to reconnect with our why. And our why is very powerful, y'all. Number two, start saying no or not this time to yourself and to your kids. And maybe even your spouse. Just a caveat here, too. Use good words. Don't use can't. When you say can't, we're naturally inclined to look for a way to make up for that loss. It strips the power from us. I don't instead of I can't changes that narrative. Just say no. There is so much power in learning how to deny yourself. The impact isn't just financial. It's actually spiritual. It's physical. It's mental. Its impact can be felt everywhere. And as far as not this time, saying not this time allows you space to make a deliberate choice. And honestly, it leaves room for hope. So you can crush it later. (laughs) No, so we can build big dreams on the back of it. There you go. (laughs) Number three, cut back or pause the easy stuff temporarily. Okay, first here goes subscriptions. Like your printer subscription, your surprise boxes, Hulu, subscribe and save, which I still haven't figured out to save my life. (laughs) Also video games, meals, etc. Like the meal things that come to you, right? Yeah, your meal subscription boxes. You can't stop meals altogether. (laughs) (laughs) My husband has suggested that. Actually, I'm just saying like fasting two meals a day could really have a big impact on your budget. (laughs) It definitely could. Okay, 
Also, think about cutting back or pausing little purchases. We're talking about maybe songs or little knickknack things off of iTunes. Maybe things that your kids, your husband, or you are buying on Apple Games. Those checkout goodies, special drinks, the monsters, the Starbucks, whatever it is that's your guilty pleasure that costs between two and five dollars or two and eight dollars, really now. Yeah. And maybe cut back on those snacks or little extras that you're buying. Another thing that you can eat. Another thing that you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> listen cut back on the gas you're spending you can do this by combining trips you can do it by carpooling with other people or by trading off taking kids to school this also goes to just reducing the places you're going just reduce down how many places you need to go start cutting things that you can cut number four sit down with your husband have a good talk And the caveat here is to make sure that you're both well-fed. Oh, for goodness sakes. Okay, I'm going to get this. I can do this. We should – okay, we're on four out of 11. We can do this. (laughs) Okay, guys, I can't talk. It's terrible. Okay, number four, sit down with your husband and have a good (laughs) – number four. Okay, (laughs) number four, sit down with your husband and have a good talk. Make sure you're both well-fed and in a good mood when you start. Maybe even get him some ice cream. I can't talk because Brittany is laughing so hard right now, everyone. Okay, be open to where both... (laughs) I give up. I'm done. I'm leaving. That's it. (sighs) Listen, I can't talk. Okay. Be very open to where you are and make decisions together. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, that's it. We're only giving you three. Okay, okay. Listen, number four, sit down with your husband and have a good talk. Also, make sure you're both well-fed and in a good mood when you start. Maybe get an ice cream before you begin because you're going to need to be very open with where you are and about making decisions together for where you need to get to. And leave blame out. You are not your husband's greatest critic. You are his greatest teammate. Be a scientist and look at just the facts. Number five, check on those large ticket bills like insurance, household services, etc. Can you switch providers for a more reasonable rate? We're talking about cell phones, internet, pest control, landscaping, home insurance, car insurance, vets, pool service. Can you ask about biannual payments or subscription discounts? Honestly, for everything. Can you cut down from bi-monthly to quarterly or biannual to annual? This is going to save you usually because people offer discounts when you pay it all in bulk. And when you're looking at making changes with these big ticket bills, sometimes that's a really big thing to tackle as an adult, okay? Calling to change your homeowner's insurance, it's kind of feels like a big deal, right? So don't try to change everything in the same week. Choose one per week or honestly just one per month to tackle to help get your budget back on track. Number six, organize your pantry and then eat from it. 
We often have enough food to survive the week within our own pantries, fridge, and freezers. And honestly, an organized pantry ensures that you aren't buying what you don't need. And then the familiarity you have with its contents means you're going to be buying less and wasting less because you're using what you have. Every month, we should be checking and rotating those items out because this is a very quick way to save money. Honestly, this week, I myself spent $140 instead of $250 because I just shopped for my own pantry and freezer. Number seven, sell stuff. In our house, it's usually Funko Pops. And this also does a double duty because you're cleaning things out. Maybe you're dropping things off at consignment because, listen, we're not always at a point where we can put things up on Marketplace, but there are other options. Little consignment stores are easy to drop and run, and you don't have to deal with any of the other stuff. Our consignment here donates any of the extras, and for me, that's huge. It's a one-step, one-stop shop. You could try selling stuff on Marketplace. You could also just host a yard sale. There's a lot of things if you start to walk around your house that you'll probably find that you could easily sell and kind of recover that missing in your budget really quickly. Number eight, check your emotions around money because honestly, it's almost never actually about the money. What is your relationship with money? When you stop to think about money, do you have a tenuous relationship? Do you believe negative, scarce thoughts about money? Are you willingly oblivious? Are you using money as therapy? Consider when you've made unplanned purchases. Not just that candy bar at the grocery store, but maybe all the times you were floundering and buying something on Amazon with the hopes that it would fix X, Y, or Z in your house and make it work better for you and your family when that's not really the issue. What were the thoughts surrounding those purchases you made? I'm willing to bet that they were probably broken soundtracks. Number nine. Learn what events actually trigger you to spend. For example, I figured out that appointments for my husband almost always trigger eating out because I wasn't planning meals ahead. Maybe the dollar section or the clearance section at Target trigger you to spend more money. Uh, Being hungry at the grocery store is definitely a trigger. Oh my gosh, for every human being, I'm pretty sure. Facebook ads or Instagram ads or following different influencers, maybe emails from companies that you really want to buy from, maybe these are triggering you and you need to reduce them. Whiny kids. Comparison. Oh my gosh. Comparison is the thief of joy. It's the thief of money. It's the thief of all things. A discouraged or disappointed husband or maybe just a husband who works really hard and you just want to give him everything he could ever want or imagine. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, guilt. This one I just got to talk about. Guilt is a huge trigger to spending. We spend out of guilt in a lot of different ways, and it's different for each person. But really take a minute and see if there are any guilt triggers that you are spending because of. Obligation. And we're talking to all of our mama friends who have businesses or even the people who are supporting our businesses or anyone who's ever had a friend who had a business. Sometimes we can feel obligated to buy stuff, right? Definitely. But here's the thing. We don't always have to support people financially. We can share their events. We can share testimonials. We can share them with people. And really another obligation that we think of here is maybe birthdays, gifts, or holidays because this is a huge trigger for spending. It really is, and it's a huge trigger for unplanned spending, so finding out the names, dates, and dates of birth of all your friends' kids is a good idea. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's a lot to keep up with, Tiffany. It is, but it's it's fun. (laughs) Okay, 
Finally, you need to create a new response to those triggers. And this is not going to happen overnight. So consider what you can do as a new response to that and start to build that habit. And one at a time, y'all. Mm-hmm. Number 10, keep your why at the forefront. I mean, pace that everywhere. This is going to keep you intentional about protecting your why and weighing your spending. Your why really should be a daily conversation in your house. It should be with your friends, your family, your husband, your kids. Like, this should be something you're daily talking about. Brittany, what is our family's why right now? Minnesota, 2023. That's the thing. I have told literally everyone. I even told the guy at the car fix-it place when I paid for the truck the last time. He doesn't care, but I don't care because I'm just speaking it, right? (laughs) That's right. Because honestly, you should be connecting with it constantly. And sharing it is going to do that. Make it visual. Make it tangible. Put it everywhere. Honestly, speak it to yourself in the mirror. And yes, you're going to feel super weird doing that. But do it anyway. All right. And number 11, you probably could have guessed coming from the both of us, but it is check in with your grocery budget. And you should know why if you've been following us anytime at all, because this is the single largest variable expense in your budget. And what that means is that it's the one area we have the most control over. And this is good news. It's absolutely good news. You really need to be real about how much you're spending at the grocery store. I don't care if you don't really want to know. You need to. It's just an adulty thing to do. No guilt, no shame, no told you so's. But you need a relationship with how much you're spending on food. Next, take a serious look at what you can eat from your pantry and see how little you can spend on groceries for the next week. And honestly, just keep repeating that. Okay, it's time to recap. Another caveat here is that you need to check in with what you're spending on food in your grocery budget and in eating out. Okay, let's go ahead and recap. Number one, stop spending, if only just for a little bit, and beware of rebound spending. Number two, practice no and not this time. Number three, cut back on the easy stuff. Number four, be a team with your husband. Number five, check on the larger ticket bills for possible reductions. Number six, organize your pantry, then eat from it. Number seven, sell some stuff. Number eight, check your emotions around money. Number nine, learn what events trigger your spending. Number 10, keep your why at the forefront. And number 11, check in with that grocery budget. One wonderful way to support our mama friends is to let them know we're thinking about them when we're not together. We can do that by sending a text, sharing our favorite pin that made us think of them, or by sharing a podcast we think they'd like. Today, we would love for you to share our podcast with your two closest friends. Is there an episode you've loved? Please share it. And don't forget, you are doing beautiful work, mama. 